So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and right over there, we have Jane Victoria Norlock. How you doing, Jean? I'm doing good, Rick. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Things awesome. are strange here at the command center. There's My dad has, you know, willed me or given me his uh, hand-me-down laptop, and it's over here with its screen shut off, and I can see myself. That's horrible. It scared me. I thought, ah, there's people in the studio. Yeah, your studio's growing, eh? That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, it, it it's exciting for me because I would, on the computer that I, you know, my main machine that I'm talking on and running the show on and everything, I'd open a window to be able to quote something or say something or find a link, and then the computer would freeze on the screen, and I'd be <laughs> like, oh... Don't die now. <clears throat> so now if I need to see something, I can look over here without, you know, risking the entire. Because uh, in case folks don't know, I I have the control panel open, the studio open, and uh, I'm the only one with it open. So if something happens over here. Ah, that's right. It all crashes and burns. It just goes <laughs> away. So, I'm just here you know. to talk. And... Uh, uh, and it's a nice machine, the one that I use. I built it myself, but, um, you know, that was some years ago, and I certainly didn't buy the top of the tech because, you know, there's that money thing. Didn't have it at the time. Wasn't thinking so positively, <laughs> I guess. Because now I have the laptop, and it's a, got a stronger th- thing in it. I may start doing the show over the laptop, and then, I don't know. I'm going to play with it. It's fun. Is it is it a pretty new machine? Ah, uh, it's a couple of years old, but you know, my dad's a bit of a gadget person. I I, I came by my gadget liking honestly, you know, uh, and he he on the other hand has quite a lot more money to spend on gadgets than I do, so he gets good gadgets. <laughs> Brought me his uh, laptop and his cell phone. Nice. He called it the dumb smartphone. The dumb smartphone. Yeah. They uh somebody can, at T Mobile did a great sales job and convinced my father to buy a smartphone. Okay. My father my yeah, my father doesn't smartphone. Um he barely cell phones. Last I knew he didn't know how to check his voicemail on his cell phone. So uh and he doesn't text at all. So why would he <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was a really good salesman. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, top of the line Galaxy S2, 4G, hoo ha, la la stuff that he would never use. And um, he said, "Yeah, this smartphone's the dumbest phone I've ever had." <laughs> so he he changed providers and everything. He didn't even go back and say, "Look, you've got something that just I can talk on." Wow. Eh? Mm. Yeah, That's don't double cross my don't double cross my dad. He doesn't you take can it get well. Really burned for selling people what they don't want because there you just lost a customer. Yeah, and it always fascinated me with the whole upsell idea. You know, and I, I know that in theory it works, but I think people are just too intelligent. So if you're upselling and you're pushing something on them that they don't want, and they end up buying it, and they don't like it, then You've lost a customer for good. I would think you'd be more concerned about catering to their needs and their wants so that they would continue to come back and return. And then you'd have, you know, a guaranteed clientele. Right. And and, and good reputation, word of mouth, and which right. is the most valuable advertising you can get, and you can't buy it. Um, I always tried to do that when I was in direct you know, to the customer sales, I guess you'd call it. I, I, I've been in real estate, uh, ran my own uh, PC business, uh, being the geek that I am. And uh, always, never did I, 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 I don't think I ever talked anybody up into a machine, but I talked a lot of people down. And, uh, and of course, in real estate, I always said, you can't sell somebody a house, and if you could, it'd be a sin. So uh, my job was to translate my market knowledge to them, you know, describing the house. Right. It's kind of like those mechanics that have to be able to figure out what, you know, well, it's going kabring, 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 kabring. How do you do that? How, the genius actually, is telling you. Well, we've actually had, I when I worked in the shop, we'd actually have people that would, would call up, not even come into the shop, but call the shop and say, okay, my car's doing chugga chugga ching. Yeah, and, and if you couldn't tell them exactly what that was, they're going somewhere else. That's right. <laughs> this is oh wow! I mean, it's just fascinating. But yeah, I've seen, don't don't I, don't get us wrong, folks. Humans are awesome, but they're absolutely. also some of the most hilarious critters I've ever met. Oh goodness gracious! I mean, really, if you sit back and just watch stuff for a while, you you got good material for like the next year's worth of stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's it's. it's Comedy is not even really hard when you have the whole population of the planet working for you. Nope, not at all. Will Rogers that said when you have the whole government working for you, uh, comedy's not hard. But you know, I say it's everybody. Anyway, speaking of everybody, speaking of everybody. Oh, shout out! Need Wait. to shout out right quick, and we're we're pushing the patience test. Yeah, we test. are. You know what? I think it's okay though because he's special. Yes. Yes. So, but we'll find out about that in a minute. Um, yeah. Who are we shouting out to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our friends over at Inner Child. <laughs> Inner Child. And uh, that have Inner Child yeah. Magazine and... Uh, new they Network. Thing. They have a new thing. What are they... They have a new thing? Yeah. Another new thing? Oh, there's something new. I Ooh, swear yeah, every I week over there. keep up. They, well, I can't find the link now. Okay, well, why don't we just send them to the central hub, which is innerchild.ning.com. Right. That's and the, uh, um, they have a new directory site, and I'll have it for everybody next week. Okay, because all the information on all the inner child stuff 
including the radio shows and our radio shows, um, their partnerships, collaborations, the magazine, uh, their book publishing, everything can be found at innerchild.ing.com, along with a whole bunch of really cool people to hang out with. So that's a good place to start. Go there, get some love. The other person we want you to visit if you're feeling, you know, need for a little bit of love is our friend Inez Martins. Inez Martins. Friend, uh, family member, sponsor. Hmm. Kind of helps us hold everything all together around here. Genius like Akashic record reader. At uh, Inner Child. And uh, visionarylifeconsultant.com, www.visionarylifeconsultant.com is her Akashic Records site. Uh, and you can also... Learn about her animal communications at uh, com. And I believe we worked out a deal with Ness that we are going to be featuring her and her animal communications once a month. So yes. uh, keep yes. an eye on our calendar at our website, www.everydayconnection.me, to find out when Ness is coming because she can um, help you with those animal problems. And if you're more interested in the Akashic stuff, then I'm sure she can talk to you about that as well. So there'll be special call-in yeah. shows once a month. with. We had her on, and we had so many folks calling in, we couldn't get to everybody, and she was solving problems with people's animals left and right. So mm-hmm. we're going to do some more of that because we think that's cool, solving problems, because they're just challenges. They're not problems. Absolutely. No problems, man. Yeah. Problems, man. So do you think he passed so, the test? Yeah, oh, passed the test in the bonus section. <laughs> we laugh about the passion I mean the patience test because we do all this bantering with our guest on the line with us we call them right before the show and uh because we want to make sure that everything comes together for you guys once we get on the air uh but we do have with us this evening Franco De Nicola. How are you Franco? I'm doing excellent. Excellent. I'm, uh, really pleased to be here this evening. Uh we're glad you could join us. Awesome. We like pleased is good. So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get right down to the most important question of the night, and that's who the hell are you and what do you do? Ah, I, I get the surprise then. <laughs> that's our atypical first question. We we pass it around. Exactly. Well, I enjoyed the, the, the little conversation back and forth, so that was great. So uh, you weren't testing my patience, that's for sure. I was actually enjoying it. So thank you for, for the uh, interactions back and forth. As for your question, uh, if you're looking at the physical form, my name is Franco De Nicola. I'm in a physical form, male, of course. If we're talking about who I truly am, which everyone is, uh, the soul aspect of it, I'm a unified soul uh, completed enlightenment and has returned for one purpose and that is to assist humanity through the shift that we're going through right now. Right now, as you've probably noticed, there is a lot of changes going on. There is a shift going on specifically this year. It has started some time back and it's ramping right up. Now, I've come back here back in 1957, uh, took on a human form, uh, basically walked through the human experience again uh, my experience has been a little bit different because I came in fully enlightened, but you know, by age five, uh, 80% of my accessibility of who I was, or knowing anyways, was uh, put aside, and it gave me the opportunity to have more of a human experience for a period of about 39 years, and at that point in time, I basically lived somewhat similar to 
what other humans did on the planet. The only thing is that I, the the twenty percent accessibility that I had, I did feel quite different. So I didn't socialize and have the same routine as everyone else. But at the same time, it gave me the opportunity really to uh, learn and experience and remember what it was like to be in a human experience for uh, a period of time in a very rapid succession so that it gave me the opportunity to really experience uh, many, many people as I connected with them and so forth. So here I am back under the planet to assist with this shift. And basically what I share is a higher level of consciousness, a consciousness that allows us to really make this transition smoothly and to go to a level where we're not playing with more dogmas, belief systems, we're not dealing with perceptions or limitations in any way, shape, or form, which is something that we seem to do very well with because of the game that we've been playing on the planet. Now, as for myself, uh, Franco is just the physicality, basically the physicality, and the mind is the computer that I utilize uh, to do the work I do. Uh, back in 2001, the veil started to come off again, and uh, my accessibility to the rest of the 80% has continued to unfold up to almost 100% uh, uh, return of accessibility as I had before that. Now, I've had many lives on this planet, and when I say unified, I'll just clarify that aspect. We're all, we're all half-souls, and we have a twin soul, which is our identical half of our soul, uh, what we do in the journey is that once we've completed enlightenment and our other half has completed enlightenment, off-planet the two merge and become unified again. So you're basically taking all the experiences and processes of the enlightenment of one half and it merges with the other half and it becomes completely unified and you have a combination of experiences. So you have a more holistic soul but that's only still part of a fragment that you know is from other soul families that keep going back and forth um, anyways in that regards uh, the enlightenment process was a process that everyone goes through everybody has uh, a human experience and then they go through a superhuman experience and then to a being state but we can expand with more of that as we go along but uh, that's kind of the uh, compact version of uh, who I am now, what do I do in that respect is that at this time, I have been doing consulting work for people, uh, sort of in a sense where I assist people to discover themselves, to go through all their boundaries and, and limitations, get a higher level of consciousness or understanding of their experience and truly understanding the human experience and allowing them to access that and to also remove and clear all you know, experiences, traumas, and so forth that they've had not only in this lifetime, but also in past lifetimes through soul clearing and so forth. So I, I've helped in that respect for about 35 years, but at the same time, it has been quite restrictive for a long period of time because the information, the work I was doing, was not so widely accepted as it is now. Uh, the last several years, and I've gone full-time for about five or so years now, uh, where that's all I do, and um, but I also do a lot of seminars. I do a lot of uh, webinars. I, I do live talks and so forth, and processes to help people to transcend and go beyond what they're experiencing in the human experience. So the work is really to get in touch with your true essence. And at that point in time, you're really now uh, when you're getting into that, you're, you're you're stepping aside from the human experience. So you actually now 
see yourself as pure potentiality, pure sources itself, having a human experience, and then you are now not getting caught up with all of the um, uh, lockup and uh, experiences that we have taken on that we have defined as as programs and 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 so forth. So uh, that's kind of the the way all of this uh, works. So I assist people on that now. I do have a lot of programs that I do online for 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 uh, complimentary without charging to get people to to step forward, but that's what I do in a nutshell, in a sense. Right now, the work has stepped up because we're coming closer and closer to the uh, shift in the cycle that's uh, coming up right now. Holy crap! Well, where do you start with that? Where eh? do you start with that? Well, I'm sure the you know <laughs> that last line about the work having stepped up is is true because I know uh, uh, just in my personal experience and and Jane and I talking every morning that uh, things have been coming like you know oh, rapid yeah, fire. It's insane. it's insane. Like dominoes that's falling. Insane. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's a good place for me to start. How um, how do you view the shift? That's a good question to ask people right off the top. Well, it's an, it's an excellent question. Uh, the way I see the shift and basically with what I do, I mean, I don't actually do only the physical stuff on the, on the waking state. I also do uh, in the evenings, every evening. I'm working on multiple realms. So basically I work with timelines. I work with the collective consciousness. I, work, I was working with the different matrices, the original matrix and the superimposed matrix. Uh, and I, with a lot of the work I've been doing with other beings and so forth, we've been, uh, you know, creating openings. So what the shift is all about is basically the end of this year, December 21st, 2012, we're completing our last cycle of our 5,125 years. So we've gone through three cycles of 5,125 years. We're stepping into a new cycle, uh, of course, on the 21st of December, 2012. And at that point in time, we're going into our final cycle. And this particular cycle is a step into from a third-dimensional consciousness, and we're going into a fourth-dimensional consciousness. So what it's about is really a massive transformation that we are doing as humans so that we are now becoming fully or at least closer to being fuller uh, experiential of, of the human experience rather than working a limited human experience that we've, um, we've experienced. Now, a lot of the things that are happening right now, just to give you a little backtrack, I mean, the, the, the shift has been prepared for many, many years. I mean, uh, we've known this period of time was coming. Uh, it's been, you know, discussed with Mayans and, and so forth. However, the unfoldment, of the actual, of what it was going to take form was never really described fully. There was a lot of perceptions, a lot of different prophecies that were put forth, but these prophecies were based on the state of consciousness that humanity was at the time and always not really knowing for sure how to project where the state of collective consciousness was going to be before it actually would take a, a, you know, a rigid form of what the path was, what it was going to play. But everybody at that point in time knew that there was this, this shift going on, and this shift would actually bring us to a level where we would create a much more expanded experience, and there's going to be a lot more growth but um, that growth would not have to go through pain. It would not have to go through uh, the suffering and so forth that we've created as a perceptional experience through the journey. So what's happened is 
the, since 1986, um, we had a convergence take form, and we started to shift in frequency on the planet. So basically, we started off for about 5,000, uh, 5,100 years. We were working at a level of about 7 hertz, which was the frequency of the planet. And then what happened is in 1986, it started to shift. Now, that also activated a couple of other changes. And one of the changes that was activated that we, at the soul level, had made the agreement to terminate the karmic uh, role that we were playing, meaning that we would not be locked into a karmic experience any longer. Now, to understand what the karmic experience was all about, it was an opportunity for the soul to, to experience polarity. In the sense, if I played a victimizer in one life, I would play the victim in the next life. It was never, you know, the belief that was been carried thus far that, you know, we have a karmic debt and that in some way, somehow, that... You must uh, pay you know, for your sins. <laughs> I'm sorry? You must pay for your sins. Exactly. It was <laughs> never... None of that, a, yeah. Yeah, it was never about that. Uh, the, the fact was that, you know, the, the soul wanted to have the polarities, the balance back and forth, so it would go from one role to the next. Now, if you looked at it and say, well, I came back here as a victim, and I had to play out the victim role, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm suffering through that, I'm going through all of that. But at the soul level, basically, it was just an experience, you know. But at the human form, you're saying, well, okay, look, it's what's happening to me, I'm suffering, I'm going through all of that. So, what was occurring with being locked up in that karmic grid or that karmic role is that each lifetime was locked up pretty well. Whatever role you came in, you carried it out through the whole lifetime until you created a full, complete balancing, and then you were able to move forward. And that was usually very difficult to achieve. So it was limiting our experience. So at that point in time in 1986, it basically said, okay, we're going to let it go. We, go, we are going to open the doors completely. We're not locked into uh, having to experience polarity in the sense of having you know, the different sides of the experience. And we are now opening ourselves so that we can automatically have whatever experience we need to move forward. Now, the other part that came into that change was uh, getting rid of the need for polarity. And when we meant with polarity is for us to learn through polarity, meaning for me to experience a beautiful day, I would have to have lousy days. Or for me to experience love, I would need to have no love or have something opposite to that. And that seemed to be the only way that we could experience that part of it. And we decided again at that point, it's okay, we need to get rid of that so that we can now move around freely to experience all sides of it without getting caught up on any of the sides. So we're not, again, going back and forth, back and forth. The other thing that, ex uh, that changed for us is that we went from just having an experiential uh, 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 lifetime, so each lifetime was just experience, we engaged something we call purge and clear which mainly meant that we are now wrapping up all the experiences that we needed and then we would purge and release all unfinished business or wrap up whatever we got started. So these things were all activated in 1986. And then the other thing is that we had a what we call a negative uh, satanic code uh, encodement in the soul that we uh, was part of the polarity that we also terminated. So 
as much as all of this has changed, we still have the, the accessibility where we're still thinking that it exists, so we've created the illusion and we continue playing with karma when karma's not there because we just keep talking about it, the same thing with polarity and so forth. So that was part of the exchange. Since then, we went from six, uh, seven hertz and we've been climbing up and we're almost, by the end of this year, we're going to hit, hit 13 hertz. And because of these vibrational increases, and as you probably have noticed that, you know, we're getting a lot more sun flares the, uh, 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 and also the frequency, even the scientists have confirmed that the frequency of the sun itself has increased and the frequency within ourselves. That's why we're experiencing time moving faster within ourselves. It's seeming like, you know, the days go by quickly. Uh, we, we don't seem to get as much done as before. Everything has uh, speeded up. And plus our experiences have speeded up where, you know, if we had an event in our life where it was to wake us up or to take a next step, you know, there would be a space between one event to the next. Now you'll see that most people are getting hit one after the other until they make the changes so that they can accelerate. And that's what's going on. So this is with the purge and clear stepping right up to where it is now there's a lot more emotional clearing, a lot more emotional stuff coming up, a lot more pushing of buttons back and forth, and there's so much playing out at this point, really to get us ready for this change. Now, part of the change incurs as we step into the fourth dimensional consciousness so that we understand that all the souls that have done the work and are ready, uh, once we cross that point, there is a new state of consciousness, and basically we step into a new level of consciousness, basically, and into a fourth dimensional. So the people that are ready are all going to step into the fourth dimensional consciousness. The ones that are not will also be bathed with that energy, but they're the ones that are going to wake up the next day and say, what happened? It was a scam. Nothing happened. Because they're expecting something, but it, has, it will not take form. They will not feel it instantly, but they will start to feel the intensity for themselves as they go along because they have a period of two years for them to either get on board and be able to make the shift to the fourth dimension consciousness or they choose to leave the physicality and return at a later date. So that's part of what's going on. Now, as you notice, there's a lot more volcanic action. There's a lot more uh, earthquakes going on. There's a lot more uh, violent storms and weather patterns. And there's also different scenarios going on with... Um, with people coming up and feeling much more, not only emotional, but coming up with uh, uh, emotions of anger and more wars and so forth. And this is what, what it's doing is being accentuated so that we're actually allowing ourselves to get it out of our system and to get rid of what no longer serves. Because once we go into the new uh, cycle that we're starting, and this is going to be the shortest cycle, it's approximately a thousand years long, in this particular cycle, Basically, the, the, the mandate is for every soul to complete its enlightenment process and to move on. So the, the intensity of the experience is going to be so rapid, but also so expansive. And a lot of the densities and restrictions and limitations that we've taken on as our experience thus far will, will not be felt in the same way because the energy won't be held. Plus, at the same time, a lot of the dark forces, energies, and control systems that we have in place will start to dissolve because it will not be able to be sustained in that new frequency that we're going in. So what happens after you know, the two-year period, we're basically going into another cycle. Well, it's not a cycle 
change, but more of a uh, next step. And this is where we open up and walk into a fifth dimensional consciousness. And then all the souls that are ready will have that consciousness shift within themselves. And then there's another two years for the souls that to go in on board with the fifth dimensional consciousness, or they leave and come back at a later date. So this is part of the process. Now, are we going to have any bumps and bruises? Are we going to have losses of lives and things of that nature? It will depend on our state of consciousness. It will depend on each individual soul. Right now, yes, we will have a certain amount of souls that will step out, and they will graciously do so to, to give, make room for the frequencies to change because our collective world is made up by the ratio of frequencies based on each individual coming together as one uh, source. Now, part of the other aspect of this shift is that we are now introducing the oneness consciousness. And this is one of the encodements that I carry, which is to activate the oneness consciousness on the planet, where we start to see ourselves, first of all, we start to connect with ourself, meaning mind, body, and soul. We're not, and I can explain that a little later if you'd like to have the more details on that. And then the connection to one another, where we are no longer seeing ourselves isolated. We see that each soul or each person on the planet is another facet of us and we start to connect with them the same thing with the animal kingdom the same thing with the oceanic kingdom the insect world and also nature itself and the planet itself we will create a beautiful powerful connection and that will all unfold um, so starting in 2017 after we've gone through that period of time we're basically in a completely rebuilding of a new world and a lot of the structures we have now will again be released as we go along because you'll find that it's unnecessary. I mean, we can go on here. There's so much to play with. So I'll bring it back to you guys. What? Oh, hmm. Rick is staying silent because he knows probably that I have like a million questions. Um, and I love your questions. <laughs> which I do. And I certainly want to take this further, but. Uh, I'm going to say before we do that, let's take a quick musical break and get prepared to do that. Okay. And then when we come back, um, we're going to we're going to go into that a little bit more. Yeah. We'll dive right in there. Yeah. So what shall we have? Some uh, Eno V, some Jordan's with us. Jordan's with us. Play play Jordan. Jordan song. It, we haven't played any Jordan in like two or three shows, and he won't believe us when we say that because we used to play him every time. Play him all the time, I know. Well, we had musical guests coming and stuff, and, you know, we'll have to play some Maria at some point. So, it ain't too hard. Limitations. Limitations. Uh, limitations um, is good. Okay. Great. So, this is our friend and brother, Jordan, with his song, Limitations. And we'll be back in about four minutes. Stay with us, folks.
our buddy Jordan with uh, the insane down the drain limitations. <laughs> I wish all of our podcast listeners and uh, and iTunes subscribers could uh, see the chat room. We have some fun sometimes during break. Yeah, we should transcribe some of these conversations sometime and just put them up on the website. <laughs> <laughs> The names in this chat have been changed to protect the guilty. I mean, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, um, wow, okay, before we left, we had a rather extensive explanation of of what to expect in the next few years, which is really cool. Really concise. Um, yeah, and, detailed. And, yeah, um, it's nice. One of the things that stands out for me is that there was um, a lack of, of ominous, destructive, <laughs> um, um, destructive occurrences uh, that that you know are are not being predicted. <laughs> so I want to talk about um, a couple of things that you mentioned, uh, and one is that I have myself experienced where there's chaos all around me, um, including you know earthquakes and and other weirdness. 
but have not actually experienced the earthquake. And I'm just wondering, is there is there more of that coming more intensely in the next two years? Because if I understand what you're saying correctly, if you're staying in your space of stillness, then this turmoil that is going to be happening on some level globally is not going to directly touch you. Yes, exactly. Now, there are more things happening. See, the thing is, We've had a lot more intense uh, things uh, coming our way. However, at some point in time, as we were doing all the progress that we were doing, we found that we didn't need to have as many. So it has been reduced since. I mean, just to understand, you know, we're not talking about the end of the world. or We're basically opening ourselves up, and whatever's coming through is really just allowing us to, to, to move to another stage of our experience. However the planet itself is going through a lot of changes itself. So just to give you an idea, the because of these solar flares and, and the energy increase of the planet, the planet is on a purge and clear too. It's actually releasing a lot of the energies that were restored, which was anger, hatred, uh, you know, and a lot of the uh, uh, hostility that was activated. And then the, the, the planet has actually been like a big sponge taking it all in. And right now, it is releasing it. And through that releasing process, of course, the earthquakes and volcanic action is coming on and the, the, the violent storms and so forth. We're also listening, you probably have been hearing, you know, different sounds that are coming out from the planet. And that is actually the earth releasing it, the nature itself releasing those sounds, uh, you know, that, that people have been, you know, uh, hearing these weird sounds and so forth. Now, yes, well, all, as, as I keep trying to tell people, and this, I'm so glad you brought it up because I get to say this on air finally. I've been saying it on Facebook and several people um, for for far too long, but I have yet to meet a woman who doesn't moan and groan when she's giving birth. So exactly. how could you possibly expect the planet, the ultimate mother, to not moan and groan a little? Exactly. And that's what it's doing. It's in a way giving birth to its new, uh, new energy, new, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, a new presence of it. Basically, the, the the planet is finally letting go of the the density, the darkness, and energies that it's held thus far, and it's allowing the radiant, the light, the the higher frequency within itself to sustain a new lifestyle, a new. Well, I shouldn't even say lifestyle, a new way of living. Uh, it is all going through that process right now. Now, as for uh, more things coming along the way, we are still, the way it stands right now, we're still having a polar shift. And the polar shift is not going to be like a flip, what they were talking about, uh, completely 180 degrees and so forth and, and all of that. No, it's actually a very gentle shift, and the shift is actually repositioning itself so that allowing, and there will be the ice caps will melt, and it's not about, you know, the greenhouse gases and all of that. It's just because it's the positioning of it, the, the radiating of the sun and so forth is actually heating it up. But there's a purpose behind that. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Moto, uh when he... Oh, yes. Yeah, Huge he showed fan. about... Huge fan. Yes, taking energy of the planet or basically taking water and sending love to it or talking to it or, you know, even putting words on it and then crystallizing, freezing it and looking at all the patterns. 
So what's happened with a lot of the polar caps right now, that ice was formed when the planet was in a different, denser state of consciousness where there was a lot more uh, darker energies. So that's been held in place. So with the polar caps melting, it basically it's turning it back into water. And then at that point, it can actually be restructured by the new energies that are coming onto the planet and releasing all the old CO2, releasing all the old memories, so that not only is the planet releasing it, even though the water system is releasing all of that. Now, so with the polar caps melting, of course, the water uh, levels will increase, and of course, it will change the salt uh, ratio of the, of the ocean. There will also be more earthquakes that will possibly and at this point, and I'm not here to forecast anything because things can change, you know, we will lose certain pieces of land masses, not only in the low-lying areas, but also in areas where, you know, it would drop because of earth, earth uh, quakes and so forth. But again, that's not all determined because everything is changing moment by moment. We're in a free-flowing state at the moment. So some of that will take form and you know people that need to experience you know much more uh, intense experiences for them to make a shift in themselves they will experience it others that are flowing and are open for these changes to occur within themselves and they're taking a progressive movement towards that uh, they will not need to go through those experiences so they will be guided so even if there's somebody's at a place where there's an expected uh, uh, natural uh, phenomena coming through that will create some intensity and possibly loss of lives or anything of that nature because again if that is the case then you will feel you'll have a, an internal guidance that i need to leave there because i don't need to be part of it now the people that do remain in the area there'll be several levels that will occur and that will be the people that need to check out meaning leaving the physicality because they've agreed to do so because they cannot make progress any longer they will do so the others will use the opportunity for a major traumatic situation for themselves to awaken and to shift their priorities of their journey of their life. And others that do not need the experience at all, of course, won't be there. So this is how beautiful all of this is. And, you know, it's not about us going into fear because that's the first thing that needs to be let go is fear. And, and not to create that, that, an, that energy any longer because we're... we're basically ready to you know release all of that on all levels and this is what's going on at the moment so you know we're still going to have certain uh, uh, situations and so forth that will uh, accentuate as we go along however it's not you know absolutely 100 percent exactly the the the, uh, the amount and what form it's going to take i've seen future timelines i've seen yes i've seen more traumatic things i've seen less traumatic things it depends on what timeline we, add, we end, end up on. Because what's happening is as our consciousness shifts, we go on to a different timeline. And each timeline has a series of different experiences. Just to explain on the timeline, we have personal timelines and we have what we call planetary timelines. And of course, we have universal timelines also, but we're not engaged with that at the moment. But what's occurring is as the collective shifts, all the souls that are not that are still holding on to a dense state, still emanating fear and and sacrifice and, and and survival mode and so forth, and are locked in with that, as they choose to leave because the soul cannot continue moving forward, 
the the racials were changed, and of course we have a lot more new souls coming onto the planet that are coming in, you know, with uh, higher frequencies, a uh, higher level of consciousness, plus the fact that you know some of them are coming from different planets, they're coming from, you know, uh, with different software programs and so forth to be uh, participating with the shift that's going on. So as that is occurring and the racials change and the collective consciousness starts to change, then what occurs at that point in time is that we shift timelines. And each of the timelines has a different uh, uh, stream of different experiences and they become less and less intense because of the fact that we do not need it. Now, a lot of the you know, uh, forecasts and predictions that were done and also you know, uh, along the way from different seers from thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, even uh, several years ago, uh, they were looking at different timelines and a lot of these timelines we've now stepped out of. Now, there's a lot to explain about timelines, and I won't get into it because, I mean, the show is not six hours long, but, you know, we, we just well, touched we, upon We can talk it. all night to almost every one of our guests, but uh, uh, what you just touched on reminds me of what uh, Bashar always says when someone asks a question about what's gonna, going to happen. Is, it reminds everybody that predictions can only be a reading of the energies that exist now, and it could all shift tomorrow. Exactly. Um, and um, but people really get hung up on that on that fear thing of you know well what if I miss the shift because I'm in Miami when it goes underwater or <laughs> well you just it it could be as simple as you have an urge to go visit your aunt your college buddy your whatever you know and so you go and that just happens to be the time and then you or go you wow, could happen well, to have there. A- a party on a yacht that yeah. day, you know. I mean, <laughs> suddenly realize you're floating past your high-rise apartment and go, "Hey, well, okay, we better dock somewhere else." But it, it can be that simple, um, and 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 so it, it's sweating it or, or uh, trying to make some major decision out of, "Gee, am I in the right place? I better meditate and see." Well, I mean, if you feel like you need to search for the answer. Uh, Certainly, it's in there. You know, Somewhere. Yeah. like they say, where, where's the good stuff? It's in there. It's okay, a, connect yourself. Yeah, not that hard. Everyday connection, but but anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to sort of amplify that point that you made, um, Franco, because it 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 doesn't have to be you know some shattering experience that causes you to leave town. Just like there will be possibly people that are just visiting that get caught in the mess of something. It. People end up where they're supposed to end up, as long as you don't worry about it. Exactly, exactly. See, the thing is, ultimately, where we're going to end up, what experience we're going to have, is ultimately our soul's choice. And our soul is basically... See, when we really understand the purpose, we come on the planet, and we think that our our journey is about our human experience, what we do on the planet. In actual fact, the only reason we're on the planet is because our soul has decided to have a human experience and to learn from it and to become enlightened in this process. And that is the main agenda. That you know, When people ask, what's the purpose of life? That is the purpose of life, to experience life, to learn from the experience and to become enlightened. And we just happen to choose, because we selected it, of course, we made all the perfect choices to be here, to, to experience it on the planet Earth. Now, planet Earth, if you really understand the, the, what it is, it's just a playground and a schoolyard. 
and every other planet out there with other different beings, other playgrounds and schoolyards, our physicality is just one type of vehicle, and there are different physicalities on other planets. And, of course, each one operates in a different software program, and each one has a different sensorial experience. Now, the reason we're here is so we've chosen this particular play, playground and schoolyard. We've come here to experience life and to learn through it, and that's what we do while we're here. And now, our soul has a perfect a uh, list of all the things that it's choosing to do, what it wants to learn and experience in this lifetime. And this is all that, that is important. And it uses the physicality, uses the mind, uses the stage of wherever we are going to experience things as just the setup to, or the, the staging or whatever you want to call it to go through it. So it doesn't matter if you have money, don't have money, where you are, what you do, how you do it, how popular you are, if you're you know famous or not. It does not matter. That is just part of the costume but really what matters is what the soul desires to experience. Now, nobody ever leaves the planet by accident. It is unless the soul has absolutely agreed that, okay, we're done with this for whatever reason, and there's many reasons, and I couldn't even explain it at this time because it's too much to explain, but for whatever reason it chooses to leave the planet, it will choose to leave the planet, or else it won't. It just doesn't do that. You know, people, you know, used to say, well, you know, poor them, they were a victim, something happened, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. No, they weren't. They were exactly where they needed to be based on what they needed to experience. And and because I've worked with people that have had near-life uh, uh, death experiences and so forth, I can explain to you exactly how it works. I mean, we choose in a tentative time when we come into the planet how long we'll be around. That is tentative. We always have the opportunity to extend it and change it depending on the experience we're having. And even if we had to leave the planet while we uh, didn't you know, uh, adhere to the, the consciousness of knowing that we have the opportunity, as we step out, we always have guides that will redirect us and say, okay, are you sure you want to leave this physicality or are you, you know, wishing to go back? And if the soul says, I choose to go back, they will return. They will return exactly where they were uh, in the same physicality. Everything is the same. Now, they do jump a timeline so that, you know, that uh, the experience is slightly different, but they come back. And so the soul will never leave. No one will ever leave the planet unless at the soul level they've agreed to do so. So the same thing with this. Unless you need to have that experience, you will have it. If not, you won't. I mean, it's just, that's where it is. So, circumstances will happen where something will either draw you where you need to go or if you don't need to go somewhere and you had the uh, initial plan to go there, something will change the direction that you need to go so you don't end up having that experience. But the soul is always there to, to do so. And even if some people say, well, you know, I'm not paying attention because I don't connect with myself, that inner knowing comes very strongly. It doesn't come like fear. It comes very strongly, no, you need to change, something else changes. Or if you don't even get it, you know, you're about to get on the airplane, something goes wrong, the flight is missed, something happens. There's always something to direct us. So for us to get caught up with the fear, what have I missed it? Or, you know, what should I be doing? Or should I be, you know, uh, you know making provisions and all that stuff? That is all fear-based. And all you're going to do is create more intensity and, and experiences just to let go of the fear-based, really. So that's basically how it works on that level. And um, so, I mean, we are fully in charge uh, of our experience. And, and the same thing, too. I mean, 
when we're going through our journey with our life, I mean, we have situations that come into our life and they're just opportunities. They're opportunities for growth. They're opportunities to, to make changes within our life to really connect with who we are. So illnesses, like you, for example, even stuff like cancer and stuff like that. I, I realize that the environment uh, induces that type of, uh, of ailment. However, Regardless, the soul is the one that decides, am I going to take this or not? For example, on a computer, for example, uh, you may have a program that may cause damage to your computer, but it may be on your desktop or might be on your startup disk, but unless you launch it, it will not affect. So you may have the encodements for cancer. You may have the encodements that are superimposed over and over again because of it. However, the, the soul says, okay, do we need this experience or not? And the experience is not, it has two levels to it. One is a kick in the ass to wake up so that you can make a shift, so there's a reality shift. Or you use it as that, to wake up and to affect others because we're all interconnected, meaning family dynamics and otherwise. Or just to check out, to leave it, uh, to, to check out on that. So, I mean, we're, we have much more control and power of our experience than we think. You know, we're just not conscious of it, basically, if you look at it that way. It's very difficult. Um, and this is coming from personal experience. And I think Rick will agree. And cause I, I don't know your entire background, Franco. We actually didn't get into it this time. So, darn it, we're going to have to have you back, I just realized. Um, but to, when you're coming from a place of illness, um, you know, dilapidating illness, chronic pain, disabilities it's very hard to get very difficult to get into a space of acceptance that this is in fact chosen by my higher self and i have taken this path for a reason but from personal experience that can be the fastest way to heal is to exactly. take that journey and take that, make that step into acceptance. Because what was it, Rick? Like a month that, or three weeks that I wrote the book and went from being flat on my back to up and walking and being able to dress again. Um, so, yeah. You know, I think I the think time that, that it takes is to get well is the time that it takes to change your overall vibration. Yeah, yeah. It, and, it literally like once you get step into that. Okay, I have control of this. I I own this. This is mine. I have chosen this and I own it. Once you can get there, then you can shift it. Well, and 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 there can be so many people get these devastating newses, you know, devastating diagnoses, Abraham would say, of uh, you know, 10 toe tags on your toes ready to check out. You know, uh, you've got cancer, you've got multiple sclerosis, you've got... It's entirely possible that, um, you know, Dr. Walls experienced multiple sclerosis so that she could remember, oh, yeah, got to yeah. eat right. Yeah, wow. How many, and then make how that many shift lives has she touched? Yeah, make that has... shift to show everybody else, to share it with people. It's Exactly. That, so... de that quote, devastating diagnosis doesn't have to be that way unless you focus on, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, it's all about your perception and how you look at it. And as, you know, things are changing in the next few years, and they're going to change, like Franco said, they're going to change, you know, 
rapidly and it's going to just speed up exponentially. So, you know, I mean, we have to be aware that these changes, even the ones that seem, you know, not for the better, are in fact in alignment with our highest good, our collective highest good, because that's what we're doing. We, you know, we're doing this as a collective. Yes, and and that's exactly. And the thing is, too, the key thing you need to look at, you know, everything is just an experience, and it's really the ego mind, the mind itself, the ego mind and its programs that actually has a, a definition of what is playing out, and it would say, well, this is horrible, this is this, or this is that, because actually everything is just an experience, and of course, the soul utilizes the, the fact that we have that encodement within ourselves saying that we're going to see it as horrible, but then it allows us to move forward, and that's basically what is it's there. See, to, to understand the, the whole purpose of this whole shift, you know, a lot of people you know, look at it and they don't understand the, the, the purpose. The purpose of the shift is not because we're living you know, a, a horrible life. We're living a life that we've decided to experience on a level of high polarity and also create a level of separation and darkness. But now, it's the, the, the shift is really occurring because we are done with that experience. We've played in kindergarten for a very long time, you know, playing in those limited states, and now we're, we're basically choosing to step forward and to go into something completely expanded. And then, of course, the first thing that uh, the ego mind would love to do is keep consistency. Even though it doesn't enjoy the ride, it likes consistency because it's there. That's what we know, and this is how it needs to play. But like you were saying, it's for our highest good because we are now going into another level of experience because we don't want to stay in that limited state any longer. So it's really just a shift that's taking form to really expand and to give us the opportunity to experience life at a much deep, more deeper level and much more expanded level and really to discover that you know here we are you know in a human body which we are not first of all we don't even understand the operating system of how we operate and what it's all about because we don't even really understand and this will take another conversation altogether understanding our true human nature you know, where and how we actually function and what the purpose is in the level of when we make these great discoveries and uh, our self-discoveries, what we are accessing. We're basically accessing our creator essence. I mean, we are creators all the time, but we get more of a what we can call a conscious, uh, active creator. And then we start creating experiences that supersede anything that we've created thus far and giving us opportunity to to really uh, accentuate. And, and, that, and see, when we really understand the human experience, we're like source. Source is basically always constantly expanding, constantly creating higher levels of beingness. And this is our our actual nature within ourselves. And what we've been playing thus far is a stagnant, sluggish, restricted life stream, which is fine, you know, for a period of time. And we've done this for almost 10,000 years now, actually for 10,000 years or so. And now it's time to really uh, to, to, to shift all of that. So this is what basically is all playing out here. It's, we're, you know, at the grander aspect of who we are, we're celebrating. It's finally, okay, great. We've done this route. We're going into a completely new playground 
we're, the, the playground is shifting. We're shifting. Uh, the energetic uh, support system and a lot of all the programs and everything that we've played with is dissolving around us. And then we'll step into a world, and uh, in this world, we're basically now we're going to get a, we're we're basically not going to play with fear, survival, struggle, pain, or anything of that nature. We're basically going to experience a playfulness, lightfulness. Basically, nobody's going to be having any lack whatsoever because at this point in time, everything is shared. Anything that we do, we do with the consciousness of oneness, meaning whatever I do, it will completely align with every other aspect of ourself. And then at this point in time, a lot of the structures we have in place right now will dissolve. So we will have clean energy, uh, fluidity, where everybody will be able to do what they love to do. And anything that we need as a resource base or anything of that nature will be automated and will be completely holistic, not only for humanity, but holistic for the animal kingdom, the nature and the planet itself. And where we are no longer locked up with you know, needing money or, or that we need to sacrifice or that we you come into this world and we're restricted, we're completely open, we're completely playful, where we do what we love. We are not going in for jobs that, that doing things that absolutely have no meaning whatsoever. Because if you really look at it, a lot of things that we do on the planet, it's close to 90% uh, of what we do as what we call careers, jobs, and so forth, are completely useless. They're just make-work projects that we've created, which is fine. There's no judgment about it. But it, you, know, you look at a child coming onto the planet, complete, pure potentiality, ready to play, ready to experience life to the fullest. And here we are. We now have to indoctrinate it. We have to educate it. We have to program it to play the system. That, and, and most of them, many of them right now, are having all these challenges because internally it does not make any sense to them. They're not able to sit and take on information that they know inside does not make any any value whatsoever because the world that we are stepping into will not require it whatsoever. And they are already seeing the world much more different within themselves. So, And here we are labeling them an ADD and this and that and, of course, drugging them and doing all sorts of things. But all they want to do is play. And we're the same. We're the same. Inside of us, there is that child, that child of creativity, that child of playfulness, that child of exploration, that really wants to do that. Instead of being locked up doing something it doesn't like, uh, day in and day out, for the whole idea that somehow one day we may have the opportunity to have some freedom to travel, to do this or that. And even the ones that do have, they can't appreciate it because of the, the, the amount of work and games and roles that are playing. And all of this has been great to experience, but this is time to shift all of this. Now, it's not about any longer having the haves and have-nots and, and the imbalances and also all this ownership and control and so forth. In this state, nobody owns everything. everything uh, nobody owns anything. Basically, everything is shared. Everything is shared and there is nothing to hoard because you can now travel from one place to another and enjoy with no borders, anything of that nature. And this world exists. I've seen it. It's there. It is for us to step into it. And that's what the process is about, stepping into that, uh, making these adjustments accordingly. And our soul is saying, yes, this is what we're ready to play with. And this change that we're having on the planet here is not only for our planet. It's a universal shift that's going on. All the universe is upgrading right now. 
Of course, ours is uh, our planet has been a little further behind, so there's a lot more powerful transformation going on. And I won't even go into all the rest of the details about you know how it all came about and what our you know what role our planet plays with all the brother and sister planets and so forth because we won't have the time. But this is what's really taking form right now, and uh, I just thought I'd play with that aspect of it for you. That's wonderful, and it's generated a couple of great questions in the uh, chat room. Absolutely, and um, no doubt has has how we, tickled the curiosity of several of our listeners. So, because um, they how want we be to brilliant take on the air is we bring brilliant people with us, and then we just ask their questions. That <laughs> for me, so uh, another break. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll let the um, we'll we'll ask the chat room questions because I know Rick's been tucking them away, and then we'll let these people know where they can get hold of Franco because you know they're going to want to know more. Absolutely, and, and there's and so much more. And we can't get it know. all out in, in 90 minutes. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to have uh, Franco back so that we can have fun again because this is fantastic, and I can't wait to hear the answers to the questions. So, how about some uh, Earth prayer from our our buddy? Ina B. Sure. I mean, it's kind of what we're talking about, eh? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Of course, it's what we talk about all the time. What, who, who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is Earth Prayer from Ina B. And we'll be back in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks.
our mother's womb, to those above and below us, to the seen and unseen, those who have walked before and after, we ask your assistance to live simply. Please forgive us, for we know not what we do, and we thank you for all your help us. for me to just kind of drift away into a guy connection on that second half of that song after the spoken part it just wow let's i got to get everybody's links up in there that's on the other notepad okay well how about we start with questions and while he's answering them you can uh, do links yeah because we've got great questions they could easily be shows in and of themselves so you know Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll give them the what do we got? We got about twenty minutes left, so we got to give them the five to seven minute answer. So we got time to tell everybody where to find Franco on the web. Um, numero uno, uh, does Franco think we're going to be able to access uh, multi dimensions, uh, multi dimensionality, and will we be able to travel with our consciousness once the shift goes through? Good question. Yes, we will. Now, it will all depend. Once the consciousness shift has occurred, it will open us the opportunity to do so. Now, it will all depend individually where we're at in our state of consciousness. Now, as we remove more veils through our experiential uh, aspect of our, our, um, at the soul level, we, we are able to access. Because just to give you an idea, you know, we, we go through levels of humanity, so we have 10 major steps with sub-steps sub which we go through and it's like a ladder and, and as you become more consciously aware you're moving up and then you cross over what we call a superhuman and there's 10 major levels with sub-levels in between which are other levels. As you're moving up, as you're becoming more conscious, as you more activate more aspects of yourself and there are more the DNAs get activated, then yes, we will be able to do much more than we are capable of doing now. And we will be able to access other realms. We'll be able to do a lot more. Now, it won't automatically happen just for each and every person as we just step into it. It will be become more and more available, and a lot of it will open up. There's a lot of a lot of energies that have been locked up for quite a period of time that we have been a difficult accessibility here. Like for even my my own self, uh, as much as I play with all these other realms uh, and do what I do. Uh, the 
the experience in the human form at times if if you maintain a certain uh, still a certain form of rigidity and well, I shouldn't say rigidity but a certain uh, uh, frequency to operate within the human form of the way that we are now so that you don't lose touch sometimes it's very difficult for the uh, for the body to actually accept the these uh, traveling of realms which I do every single night however I mean I got accustomed to it but as you are uh, going through this process, yes, we will have much more accessibility, and it will depend on each individual. Now, it won't happen right away, but as the energies open up for us, it will do so. Like in my own case, with for me to achieve enlightenment, even though I've had 923 lives before this one, uh, I had to be a planet jumper, meaning I, I did my incarnational in different planets to get myself much more broadly expanded to, to achieve that capability going through just the human experience it's been more challenging but once we step into the to the new cycle and we we go through this shift that is going to open up so yes we're entering some beautiful interesting uh capable times of uh, experiencing and creating much it's excited. really just a whole lot of wee coming up yeah there's a lot exactly. of that coming up and <laughs> so we try to get as much as that as we can right now why not yeah. why wait fun Okay, so now here's one. Uh, I have a question. I was clinically dead for 10 minutes. Uh, it seemed as though I tripped back in time, in quotes, uh, to the 1940s. Saw my dad. We spoke, but not with our mouths. Uh, she wants to know what you think about that. Yes. Uh once we're we're not using the physical form aspect of it, we do telepathically communicate, and we're doing that all the time. We're not not always consciously aware of it, but when you do step out of the physicality, at times you will step back and connect with someone that would be able to give you some uh, capability of a reason to to stick around. Now. The part that he may not, or the part that may not be accessible, is the fact that you know there's guides also that will meet and communicate with the soul and say, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to shift over, or do you want to uh, to stick around? So uh, in in other times when we want to get the mind and we want to get that alignment too, we will meet someone that we know, someone that we have a, a profound or had a profound connection and have been sort of a guidance for us, like a father, uh, you know, a, a teacher or somebody of that nature, just to kind of get you to uh, see that you know we have the opportunity to come back and to experience life differently. So this is kind of the opportunity that, that occurs. And then some people will, yes, step back. Some people will step forward. Some people will just touch bases with souls that have not been there, it, it, you know, haven't been on the planet for a while. Uh, it, it, whatever it's necessary and beneficial to really create a shift within yourself and to, to come back and to move, carry on with the, with the journey. So there's a lot. Of, it depends on people. Everybody will have it differently to some degree. That's fantastic. She says um, that that resonates with her. So, yeah, fantastic. Yay! Yay, we like it when that happens. Mm -hmm. We certainly do. Um, Do we have another question, Rick? No, there were just those two. There were just two. Uh, But they were cool questions. We've got smart people we hang with, cool people. 
<laughs> Excellent. Um, they ask good pithy questions. They do. So yeah. we've got um, an interesting window here. So that's really cool. So let's give his links first. Right. Um, where everybody can go to find him. So for our podcast listeners, I'm putting links up in the chat room. For our podcast listeners, uh, uh, they can find uh, Franco at www.francodinicola. That's D-E-N-I-C-O-L-A dot com. Uh, we'll also have a link up to a, a great video he's got up that's, you know, who is Franco Di Nicola? Great video. i got to work on my elevator speech. It makes me think. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. And then I think because we have an interesting window, um, if you had, ha, this is going to be maybe difficult for you. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> if you had one one message to give to people, um you eight, have the floor, go minutes. ahead. Well, the message that I, I would give at this point in time is that really the the key right now is is uh, a shifting that's going on within you, which is basically the biggest process we're going through is a purge and clear process. So is to really pay attention to what activates within us and to pay attention and look at the programs and the stories that come up. Because for us to be free, for us to experience this new energy, this new way of life, we need to let go of everything that has defined us, everything that has limited us. The moment we define ourselves, we confine ourselves. So for us to move forward, we need to let go of all our perceptions, belief systems that we have adopted. And that means going right into even our generic, what we call our, our sorry, uh, our, you know, the, 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 the attachments to what this physicality represents, what we represent, going right to our, uh, you know, our, 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 our genetics. Uh, well, we don't even want to go there because uh, it gets complicated. But in, in the sense of our gender, for example, and, you know, all the stories that are attached, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what, uh, you know, we've learned as the way of life. Because really, if you really understand the big scheme of things, first of all, we're here to play, we're here to learn, we're here to experience life and become experientially rich while we enlighten. But at the same time, while we're here, while we're experiencing everything that is around us is made up, okay? Nothing is rigid, nothing is hardcore as our experience so anything that we've adopted the way it is is not it is something we have adopted and it all of it is trans is um, what, do you, what do you call it it's just it's not permanent it is something that we experience for a short period of time and it can transform easily so we have this belief and this is one of the things we need to look at is that we have this belief that in somehow that we are the product of what we've experienced thus far. But we're not. Everything that we've experienced, and this is the other part of it, when we're going through the, the, the process of purging and clearing, specifically if we had a traumatic experience or we've had certain experiences that have molded us to a certain uh, way of life, to understand that anything that we've experienced, everything that has unfolded in our life, has unfolded exactly the way it needed to unfold 
to prepare us, to bring us where we are today. Now, you have to understand, first and foremost, we never, ever, ever, ever make a mistake. There is no such thing. It is just a perception. We just make choices based on specific states of consciousness. Now, when we make that choice, because we're in a specific state of consciousness, the choice we make is the best suited for us to get whatever experience we need so that we can move forward and increase our state of consciousness. For us to look back and look at our journey at where we are today and look back what we did last year, last month, 10 years ago when we were a child and judge it from that viewpoint, of course, we're in a different state of consciousness. And we cannot base it on that and looking at there and saying, well, you know, if only I made this other choice. Well, at that time, that was the best choice you made. So you made no error. You need it because the most important thing here is growth. It's not about what choice you made, the choice you made served you to give you the opportunity for growth. And that was it. So we have to let go of this whole thing that we've made mistakes or that and somehow we need to forgive or do that because that's the other part. The true forgiveness of anything, first of all, we have to look at it and say, well, what am I holding on to? But the true forgiveness, there is nothing to forgive. It's about looking at whatever's played out and understanding that no matter what anybody's done to you or what you've done to somebody else, no one can do anything to anyone unless it's mutually agreed. So if somebody acted a certain way or you've had a certain experiences through some, uh, some other soul, some other person in your life, parent or otherwise, you have, you have agreed to have that particular experience for a specific lesson or opportunity of shifting. Now, if you got locked up in it, that's fine, but at some point that has there to serve you. So, so we, we do not need to look at our past and judge it or you know, carry anything with us because as long as we carry it, it restricts us from moving forward. So, so when, we when we are in the prayer, clear, look at everything, everything great, great, it was an experience, whatever it was, where am I, am I day, day, what do, what do I choose this, this moment? moment? And we only live. But our chat room saying See, no look sound. There. Yeah, well, that's I muted us for a moment so that oh, we could okay, okay. stop the alien speak. Ah, uh, okay. Engage the universal translator unit again, and now see, it's just the wonders of technology. Perfect. <laughs> so, if anybody wanted to know what an alien invasion sounded like, that was it. That was it. That was it. So now we're we're back, right? Guys, okay. Guys can hear us in the chat room. Anybody? Okay. We're good? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Do you, yes. Do you recall where you lost me or Well, we were right in there about the uh, you know, sort of the no no mistakes, so therefore no guilt, you know, if somebody acted in a certain way, it was Okay. a necessary yeah. thing. And then it started getting scratchy. And then it pretty much went away. Okay. Okay. So to to understand with all of that, for us to to shift, we need to look at and and really 
what I was shifting into is that we are living only in the moment. And in this moment, our state of consciousness dictates what we are choosing to experience. So that's the, the, for us to look back into the past, we're basically bringing ourselves to that older state of consciousness. And each time we do that, and each time we link back to those old patterns and old experiences and, and activate those emotions, we're actually bringing ourselves back to that state of consciousness and it stops us from moving forward. The other thing, too, for us to move forward at a much more rapid rate, it is about being in the moment. And what that means, being in the moment, is that you are now attentive to the state of consciousness that you're in, what choices you make, and really not to project anything into the future. For example, and this, of course, is going to create a little bit of a uh, challenge for people when we say, you know, don't start getting all caught up in the, in the goal setting and so forth. Once upon a time, that may have worked. But right now, we basically may have, so that you understand, if you want to plan something in advance, remember, when you're making the plans, you're in a certain state of consciousness, a certain level of awareness, right this now. So if I'm planning something 10 years from now, 5 years from now, 2 years from now, you're planning it from where you are right now. But so many things will change accordingly. So the point is, you can create a desire saying, this is what I desire here, but when you're taking the steps, you're not going to lock yourself in to hold on to that desire and say that's the only desire I want because there will be other things that unfold that will redirect you if necessary and will be even much grander than what we projected from that state of consciousness where we were before. So uh, this is kind of the message is the fact of letting go of the past, letting go of anything that defined us and living in this moment and really not getting caught up in projection but also work on yourself to expand, to, to take everything that doesn't serve you and let it go. And you'll know that because that is coming up. And, and the things that are you know, coming up to the surface are basically, the only reason they're coming up is so that you can clear it out, let it go, because it's done. It's done so we can move. Because once we go into this new energy that we're stepping into, because at the end of this year, we're basically now shifting into fourth dimensional consciousness, we cannot take all this stuff with us, all the baggage that we've taken on. And, you know, it's it, for us, you know, I use an analogy in my, um, in my seminars. It's like us carrying a, a backpack and huge luggages. And what's happening with the energy increasing is like us walking through water with these luggages. And the water just keeps going up and up and up as the frequency goes up. And it gets to a point where we are right at the waters at the mouth level. And the, the, the slight movement that we're making, not only is it sluggish because we're carrying all this extra weight, but each moving movement that we make is, is creating a ripples, of, a ripples of water going into our, our face and it's starting to impede our, our, our breathing. But once we shift into this, uh, this next cycle, the water level will go above our nose and we have two choices. We either drown at this point in time or we let go of our baggage and we float. Yeah, you let go of the baggage and surf on top. It's really cool. Exactly. Exactly. Dancing into the light, so to speak. We're going surfing? Sure, why not? There's a wave, an energy wave. And uh, I'd rather surf on top than, you know, get sucked along in the aftercurrent thing. Swells, little funny vortex things. What do they call that? The wake. Oh, yeah, the wake. Mm-hmm. The same thing they call those parties when somebody's died. That's so. See, I don't want to be in the wake. That's I'll surf. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, 
we've uh, we've got about one minute uh, left. Oh. It yeah. would be my pleasure to uh, to play further uh, any other time. Uh, we can even you know make more specific subjects. Uh, I you know a lot of my seminars are days and days long because uh, I get into a lot of details and a lot of clarity. But uh, you know we're, I'm free to to play with whatever you guys are open for whenever. That's awesome. That would be beautiful, um, and and we, and will, we, we can will. take a minute or two. We we always plan a little extra time in there. I don't mean to. Uh, to yeah, cut no, us off, you must go but... right now. <laughs> yes. Hang up, everybody. Go home. Get in bed. No done. dinner for yeah. you. Um, all of that goes. I, I, I'd just like to add uh, the phrase, one of my favorite phrases. Don't know where I heard it first, but uh, it resonated inside, so that's where I hear it now, is the best that you can imagine it from this point of view, from here, from the personality, structure, spacesuit, you, down here. The best you can imagine it is just about the least you as in, in your higher perspective can imagine it. So if you hold it to your little plan, you're like holding yourself right at the bottom of what it could be if you just kind of be flexible and go with the flow. Exactly. Um, exactly. Perfectly it's a, it's, said. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Uh, and... Uh, as Jane is saying in the chat room, have fun, damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We got uh, this physical reality thing going on. They got ice cream and cake and stuff. You know. They do. They do. They do. They do have ice cream. I wouldn't There's necessarily. It, but... Oh, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, you don't want to eat it every day. But, I'd you know. That in. You can even go. You know, have a Big Mac once in a while if you like the way it tastes, as long as it's once in a while. Absolutely. You know, we can do what we want, pretty much. And Absolutely. and if you follow what's on your heart's mind, you'll end up in the right place for the right thing at the right time, and everything will be magical. But anyway, come hang out with us every Tuesday and Thursday. What is it, family time? Oh, Family time. It is, pretty much. We get to hang with some really cool people. We do, and we'll bring Fango back for you guys. We promise. Promise. Hold up um, your save up your questions. Absolutely. We've got um we've got and we've oh. got Thursday we have Maria oh. Brodskaya. Yes, from Russia. Singer, songwriter, arranger, pianist, violinist. Um from Russia and Ukraine that's going to come. Uh play with us. We'll play some of her music. And uh then next week we have Olivia Rosewood is coming back. We have two uh return visits next week. Uh, Olivia Rosewood's coming back with her new book has just come out. Uh, just got my copy. Uh, please I'm meditate. For my copy. It's called Please Meditate. It's good for you. Uh, what a great title! And um, then Jerry Hearn is going to be back next week on Thursday, and uh, she's and threatening we- to bring like four Joy Media authors with her when she comes. So. Yeah, and for those for those of you that that weren't with us in the early days, um, Jerry is a very special guest. Very special guest of ours because our, Jerry was our first guest, and we um, try not to our, do our that accidental often. our accidental guest, and how we ended up doing the show, bringing on guests all the time. Actually. Right? Yeah, we weren't sure um, what form the show was going to take, and we're willing to go where it went. And Jerry came on and sort of came out of the broom closet. 
um, yeah, it's a, it's one of the first episodes. Came out of the metaphysical Absolutely brilliant, brilliant show, and um, some gentle, loving guidance for for Rick and I as to what direction to take the show in. And we've been having guests on ever since. So it's our anniversary tomorrow, which Jerry, or no, next week, which Jerry. Yeah, calendar yeah. wise, it's not, but it's we not, can but have inter energetically. Uh, yeah, we can have anniversaries whenever we want. Absolutely, our world. The prep school I went to, every once in a while, the headmaster would announce that it was uh, this lady's birthday. And we would all have the day off the next day. That's but awesome. It would be her birthday sometimes three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mrs. I Mulligan's to to that birth- prep school. Yeah, Mrs. Mulligan's birthday. I remember uh, <laughs> Evans Kimball Souls. Headmaster of the school would get on the school announcement box. <clears throat> Just want to announce tomorrow is Mrs. Mulligan's birthday. Please do not attend school. Thank you. It was great. That's awesome. Now they have PA days. Yeah, because see, we've got Leslie in the chat room, and she went to St. Anne's right up the road from the St. John's that I went to. Y'all didn't have, like, freebie days like that? That's terrible. Ah. All right. With I had everybody. three days. It's called skipping. We'll be back Thursday with Maria Brodskaya. Join us. Until then. Stay connected. Bye, everybody. Night. Night. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page, at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.